common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And uh, we have with us now Ambassador John Bolton, former ambassador to the U.N. And we were just talking about Israel with Professor Dershowitz. And uh, you can't make this one up. Uh, for, uh, ambassador Bolton, did you hear that now, uh, you know, Israel took a strike um, and they took out a number two guy in Hamas in Beirut. He was in a car and now Hamas is coming out and saying it was a war crime and a terrorist action by Israel. I, I mean, this is the the rhetoric is incredible. Well, this is how authoritarians, terrorists, uh, our adversaries take our own rhetoric and use it back against us. And since truth doesn't matter to them, uh, they can say pretty much anything they want. I think this what that shows uh, is that Israel really got a top target today. And for all the Hamas leadership that's in Lebanon or Turkey or other places around the region who think they're going to be immune, uh, I think this is a very clear signal they better think again. Yeah, that is, I mean, it's now, incredible how they got him. <laughs> Ambassador, uh, nobody seems to know what the heck is going on. Uh, uh, is France, Spain, and Italy on our side this week? Uh, is Saudi Arabia on our side? Who, whose side is who's on? I mean, have you got a scoreboard yet? Well, you need you need a program, that's for sure, because uh, because everybody's all split up for 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 various reasons. And and the the fundamental problem here is there's no clear American leadership. Uh, some of these countries are going to be problems for us. Spain apparently is not going to not going to uh, help out uh, against the Houthis because they object to our policy on Gaza. Uh, I mean, this is they're going to try and use the European Union to block uh, uh, others coming with us. We've got to do what what is in the national interest of the United States. And, you know, they have fired on uh, American naval vessels. The Houthis have. They've fired on uh, commercial ships from around the world. And, you know, it's been a principle of the United States since before we were a country that freedom of the seas was critical. And it's always been a cornerstone of our national security policy. So uh, this is something we'll do. The Brits will come with us. And, and uh, frankly, whoever else comes along, that's great. But we and the Brits can do this on our own. The reports are that uh, our people have been given the go-ahead to react to every to any fired uh, fired shots against us, and then there was denials. And I mean, what is do you have? What is the truth? Well, I look. I think it was right for the for the uh, United States to take out these three Houthi boats that were. Uh, threatening ships in the Red Sea. But the policy you've just announced, which is fine, I agree with that policy, but it's not enough because it puts us in the position of waiting until we're attacked. Our people in Syria and Iraq, military and civilian, are at risk now from these Shia militia. Uh, And, you know, Franklin Roosevelt, before World War II, uh, authorized American uh, naval vessels and commercial vessels to fire first against Nazi submarines in the North Atlantic before we were ever at war, because he said you don't have to wait for a rattlesnake to, to attack before you kill it. And I think that that's what our attitude here ought to be. We know uh, where this is coming from, from the Houthi positions in Yemen. We can find them. It may take a little bit, given the geography. We can find them. We can destroy them. And we can tell Iran that if they don't get their proxies under control, uh, they're going to be next because until they feel pain, they're going to continue to threaten and someday kill our people. And I don't think we ought to leave them uh, basically as tethered goats 
while we wait for Iran to attack. Uh, it, it makes it it makes our armed forces it makes them feel second class. Yeah, if it's it's one thing to be put in a dangerous position uh, uh, be, because the country's security requires it, but there's nothing here that requires us basically to sacrifice these people before we act. I mean, I think congressional hearings ought to be held on why we're not going after uh, the government of Iran, which for 15 years or more in Iraq and Syria and elsewhere in the region has been targeting Americans and killing with uh, with weapons that they've sent to Shia militia and others in Iraq and Syria, killing and wounding our soldiers. This This is sad to say nothing new. But we have not responded effectively to it by and large. Ambassador, this is uh, Rudy Washington. Um, do you think uh, this, um, when they took out this leader in Lebanon, which is the home of Hezbollah, is going to engage them? That's question one. And then the second question is the danger of Iran moving uh, a flotilla or ships, warships, into the Red Sea. Uh, when you have so many countries operating there that I, I can only see there's going to be a clash. Yeah, look, I, I think this is a very important point you're making. Those Iranian warships don't need to be in the Red Sea except to help the Houthis. And uh, we've seen public reporting there. There have been Iranian assets in the Red Sea already. They ought to be subject to visiting the bottom of the Red Sea if these attacks don't stop. Uh, and I think the, the point you make about Hezbollah helps frame the picture. This this is one chessboard here. It's not separate, purely coincidental activity by the Houthis in uh, the Red Sea, by Hamas in Israel, by Hezbollah in Lebanon, by Shia militia in Iraq and Syria. This is all part of the Iraqi, uh, sorry, the Iranian uh, ring of fire strategy. It's coordinated by them. It's uh, it's their idea. It's their weapons, their training that's uh, being, being uh, displayed here. And until you look at this as one chessboard and finger the party responsible, which is Iran, you're never going to have an effective response. You will not establish deterrence that would put commercial vessels, American personnel, American ships, and by the way, Israel, uh, beyond threat of attack. You know what's amazing to me, Ambassador John Bolton, is what you just touched on, that there should be congressional hearings. I mean, here are all these things happening. We're not even going after the basic sanctions our Biden administration isn't on Iran. And also the Houthis, which is this group that's firing on U.S. ships and all these things that's happening on the Red Sea, Iranian-backed, they were taken off the foreign terrorist organization list by Biden in February 2021. He hasn't even put him back on after all you know, these that's attacks. An absolute minimum. No, that's an right. absolute minimum. Exactly right. I mean, this is the this is the display of the administration's weakness, which our adversaries, Iran primarily in this case, but let's be clear, Russia and China also read as weakness uh, that's going to come back to haunt us, and I'm afraid sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, and that is really scary. And just as John said, it puts our, our troops in such a, like, a sitting duck position. And, and that's it makes not them good. feel like second-class citizens. It's terrible. And it's yeah. so dangerous, too. Yeah. And, and, and nobody fears us. It doesn't look like the Houthis fear us. It doesn't look like the <laughs> Iranians uh, fear us. Right. I and mean, it, it, it's one big mess. And uh, I think the, this White House has made us look bad. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, look, it's it's why we don't have deterrence. If if our enemies feared that the cost to them would be far greater than any harm they inflict on us, 
They'd stay in bed in the morning. Yeah, they wouldn't right. do that to the Russians. The Russians would wipe them out in one stop. Yeah, I can think of a couple others, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't need the Chinese. Thank, thank you, yes. Ambassador. Thank you for... Uh, Glad you, to be with you. We'll talk to you again real soon.